Welcome to Jungle Land. This little uh, what do, what do you what do you call this thing? Unofficial official sports podcast for Idaho State University. How would you describe it? Don't go throwing around words like official. No, I said unofficial official. Yeah, but official was there there. Okay, so we'll just keep official off of it. Uh, I'm McLean Westbrook. That's uh, Gage Westbrook right over there. And today we're talking about Idaho State sports as we try to do on this podcast. Right now, we're talking, if you're talking Idaho State sports this week, I think you have to begin and end with our women's volleyball team, man. They really showed up tonight in Reed Gym against Big Sky Conference opener against University of Northern Colorado Bears. The Bears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, we mentioned it before. It's It's kind of... I don't know. It's been a talking point this season. The fact that uh, the volleyball team all of last year only won seven whole games. And now, after their win over Northern Colorado, they're 9-5 and five already. And we just started Big Sky Conference play, the number one team in the conference. This volleyball team is showing just a lot of talent, a lot of heart, and a lot of skill. We beat the Bears. We beat the Bears. I tell you what. Um, now, I was there. I was there in the student section cheering along with everybody in the jungle. And the energy there, well, well, Idaho State had themselves the reverse sweep. So they went down two sets to start off the matchup. And so they come back, tie it up two sets to two, and win in the fifth. Uh, I think it was 15... 15 to 11, yep, in the in the fifth. Uh, the, the energy in Reed after that first set, Idaho State loses 25-14, was just not there. There was a, a muted sort of uh, atmosphere. There was still cheering. There were still people. Everyone was sitting down, even in the student section. We don't like to see that. We like to see people up on their feet and excited. But that's not what we were getting uh, the first <laughs> the first uh, first set or two of this this matchup, um, it was just I don't know. It's, it happened really fast. Those those first two sets, just Northern Colorado just got the best of Idaho State. They uh, they're a talented team, obviously, and now they have a six and six record. So I don't think that quite reflects what their talent is on their volleyball team. They uh, won the Big Sky last year, but. They, they were just outplaying us, those first two sets. And we were talking about in the student section. They just kept getting, like, we would get faked out. We thought, oh, they, there's no way they're going to they're gonna get that ball there. But they go for a dig, and they uh, they pick the ball up off the, up off the court, up off uh, the, the wood in Reed, and, and they just they just outplay. They'd pull out things right out of their, their hats. Uh, it, was, it was impressive to watch them beat us uh, until of course we started coming back just the energy changed in that third set and it was just this overwhelming sort of feeling the atmosphere you could tell we were coming back and you know with all the great comebacks I feel like you, you get that sense when a team's coming back and when a team is determined like you can feel it and that's what you felt there and, and some of our uh, the team just played fantastically anytime you get a comeback like that but they just played with a lot of heart, and they've had some tough games this this season. Uh, I know we've already talked about, already pointed out 
Everyone knows that they, they beat teams like UNLV, Gonzaga, Air Force, who was previously undefeated. Uh, that, those were impressive victories. But uh, in those in those games, you didn't see throughout the season. You didn't see games like this where they come back from so far down. And so I I really feel like that speaks a lot to the culture and the team that new head coach Sean Carter is building. Because I feel like with a lot of Idaho State sports, I've seen this in basketball, I've seen it in football, and I've seen it in volleyball. And this is just my subjective opinion. But I feel like all of our teams have the talent and the skill to do well. But it's just like a mindset thing or something where there's just always one or two plays that don't go our way. The ball flips this way, it bounces that way, and suddenly the other team is up by a couple of scores. And at that point, it seems like the game's over with. I saw that last Saturday with football. Uh, you, you see it with uh, a lot of our, our sports teams that have been less than successful over the years. Well, Hen, um, that was really cool subjective opinion. But was, how about some objective opinions? We got the best volleyball team in the entire Big Sky. We got the best Probably volleyball the team in the Big Sky. Probably the country, actually. Best you, team in the you country. say the best team in the country as a, as a bit of a joke, but really, I feel like they they can compete against really anybody at this Let point. Let me ask you a question. Who's a better team? The Bears? Not the, the Bears. The Bears lost. Not the Bears. Out. They're holding well, an L right now. Well, that's actually. the thing. That's a, that's what I'm saying. With, uh, with the new coach that comes in, I just feel like there's this sense that – you have this culture built around where they have most a lot of the same talent that they had last year, but they just have such a different mindset. Or they're 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 working, you know, they're digging deep. That's a, the volleyball team's logo, dig deep. But they're just playing more determined and knowing that they can compete against anybody. And of course, we have to compliment some of the individual players themselves. Personally, I thought um, number twenty. Uh, Asaya Sopaga, I, I can't promise that I'm saying that right, so full apologies if I'm not. But she played amazingly. She had uh, quite a few, she had some great uh, serves in this game as well. Um, uh, looks on, on the stat sheet, says she had 24 digs and five assists. Um, but I, I just felt like she, e- even like beyond the stat sheet, I just felt like she uh, just showed up and was like, there was like a like a swagger sort of about her and a lot of the other players. Uh, Sadie Bluth, of course, did well. Um, the whole team did well. Uh, and obviously when you have a game like this where you come back from that far down, it, it, the thing was it wasn't it wasn't even like Northern Colorado gets the first two sets and then Idaho State just obliterates them in the next and wins it. No, the third and fourth set, we won 26 to four. And twenty-five to three, so it was close right down to the wire there in those two sets. So it's one thing to come back, but it's another thing to come back, be on the edge of of disaster, sort of let Northern Colorado still keep knocking on the door, but uh, shut that door and and win the win the sets and go on to win the game. It was uh it was exciting. The atmosphere in Reed was electric, especially towards the end of the game, of course. Uh, people really showed up. Good attendance. Uh, kind of filled the bottom sort of level, the bottom sort of bowl of Reed Gym. Uh, the upper levels were a little bit bare, as you kind of expect for a, a volleyball uh, match. Maybe not have quite the same draw as basketball does. But the the student section, I as a member of that student section, I think I I can say 
I was very pleased with our our performance, so to speak. I felt like we really showed up and we were there cheering and yelling and uh, getting into the game for everybody. So uh, all props, of course, to Northern Colorado. They are a very talented team, and they showed that <laughs> throughout the entire game because they, they weren't just giving it away towards the end there either. That last set, uh, Idaho State beat Northern, Col- Northern Colorado 15-11. to 11. At a certain point there, uh, we were, I think we were, it was like 11 to 7 or something, and we were up, and it was, we were only a couple scores away from winning the game, but Northern Colorado wasn't giving up, so it was impressive. Hats off to both teams, but it was awesome to see Idaho State come back and win the game, especially last year we had so many games that were just so close, or we'd come back from down and would just give it away up in the end. So, so to see us come back from a deficit and also get the win was just uh it was it was great to see. Yeah, I'm just glad to see my Bengals come away with a big dub. Of big course. Dub. And you want to support you want to support Idaho State in every single sport. So I I love seeing people show up for the volleyball games. I want to see more people show up for the volleyball games and every game. Every sport, every game. Uh every home game here in Reed and Holt at the tennis courts in the, in the softball field, Miller Ranch, anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. But, of course, that does not end Idaho State's uh, interactions with Northern Colorado for this week as the football team travels to Greeley to play them this Saturday at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. But, of course, if we are going to look forward to our football schedule, I think we have to look back as well. That uh, that game against Central Arkansas sort of happened, didn't it? Uh, I didn't notice it. Did you? There was a game. It happened in Holt last weekend. Um, the student section showed up for the tailgate. Uh, it was a lot of fun out in the parking lot on the south side of Holt. Hey, if any, if anything, I can plug a little student tailgate. Come out, support your bank. Come out. You know, if you're a student out there, what are you doing not showing up to the tailgate? That's ridiculous. You, I don't care if you don't like football. You like supporting Idaho State University, and you like having fun at the tailgates. So come out to the tailgates. Student government is making sure that those are popping off this year. They're only getting better, only getting better. That's what I'm saying. Your tuition and tax dollars pay for it anyway. You might as well get the beanies. Exactly. And you don't find, uh, you don't get uh, hamburger bun brands at any other tailgate with those paw print brands in the bun. A little orange float. Mm -hmm. A little orange soda, orange Mm -hmm. float. You don't get that anywhere else. So come out to the tailgates, come out to all the games, but especially come out to the football games because Idaho State needs your support. Um, you got anything you want to say about this uh, that game against Central Arkansas, Gage? How did you? If how did it the, go down in if your the students in your can eyes? Lend support by showing up to the tailgates, or if they have any, you know, undiscovered football ability, come out too. If you're a natural, the team could use you. Well, I I was. Um, I believe Charlie Charlie Regal had a quote um, about Hunter Hayes, um, saying that he showed a lot of plays. There were several plays where um, he really showed what he can be, um, but there were a lot of plays that also showed what he needs to work on and what he can do in the future. And I think that that saying, that phrase, also applies equally as well to the rest of the team. There were a lot of moments where uh, our Bengals showed what time it, what kind of team they can be. 
you know how they could how they could play fast, how they could get after the ball carrier when they're on defense, how they could score some points while they're on offense with big plays, this and that, you know. Um, but there were also times where, um, I mean, we just didn't look like we had a, a direction on defense where we didn't really uh, have an identity. So uh, I think there's a lot of room for improvement, and I think that's going to be the uh, the takeaway from most of our games, especially first season new coach. Everybody knows there are going to be some growing pains, and it's just we have to take the good with the bad, see as little good as there might have been on Saturday. We still need to look at it and say this is what our program can be and try to build off of it. Yeah, well, I feel like it goes back a lot to what I was saying about our Bengal team throughout the last couple of years being like so close to competitive, but just not quite having, you know, just not having plays go our way. So I feel like, um, kind of like you said, Charlie Regal, he had a, I feel like we're getting a lot more media out of Charlie Regal than we got from Rob Fennessy. I don't know if that's true, if I'm just paying attention more or what, but I, I feel like Charlie Regal is, is, uh, He's not afraid to put himself out there and to answer interview questions and talk about what happened in the games. So that's something I've been enjoying hearing his his uh, insight as to as to how the team's doing because he's you can tell the man knows football and, and when he talks about it you can you can tell he's got knowledge of the game and he knows what happened and he knows what went wrong. And that that is something that I do like to see is that he's able to to dissect to dissect so many different plays, like in this in this um, in this uh, instance, he's talking about this interception Hunter Hayes threw into the red zone, and he says, and I quote, "We're on that 19-yard line. I believe we put the back on the wrong side. So you should be to the field and swing, expand the Mike backer. All of a sudden, that route that we throw to Jalen Johnson in the back is one-on-one and pretty open. Instead, we put the back on the right. Mike just drops and now turns into Tampa two. We throw it into the end zone into double coverage, and guess who picks it off? The Mike backer. That's a self-inflicted wound. So a couple things that I like uh, I like about what Charlie Regal and like kind of his media interactions have been. I like hearing him discuss football. It's like uh, Ask Madden on it. <laughs> if you're playing Madden and you go to the Ask Madden thing, it's like he's, they don't, he, they they don't, don't have that. They don't have that. They should. They should have that. But you can tell he knows what he's talking about. And I think he brings a lot of expertise, especially that's exactly when you see what you want to see from your. Uh, from your head coach, obviously. But he knows what he's talking about. I also feel like he's very good at identifying what went wrong. Um, obviously, he has a game plan. He knows what he wants to have happen. And then he sees that it doesn't happen. And he usually is able to identify how that didn't go right. I also don't feel like he's afraid of owning up to his mistakes. Like back in that, I believe it was the UNLV game, where you know he said it was on him the fake punt that they had that ended up getting uh, shanked or blocked. Uh, that, he said that that was his fault. He's a special teams guy, so he's got to uh, own up to that. He he said he had that quote last week where he said that they looked like the uh, Tasty Treat Community uh, Pee Wee League team on special teams. So I feel like there's a lot of positives when we're looking at Charlie Ragel. 
Obviously, we haven't necessarily seen that play out on the field yet. And again, it's a rebuild, so you, you can't like bury the man right away. But you can definitely give him cre- credit for what he's been trying to do. I feel like he, he does have a good he's, – he's a good coach. I, I think he's going to be a good coach, and I feel like – Hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all of the superstitious things, rabbit ears or bunnies, feet, whatever it is, I feel like he's going to be good here for ISU. If I, I, I agree. I like, I'm glad that Pauline picked him. And I, I'd love to see us have more success, obviously, but especially with Charlie Regal and this team because I feel like he's, he's our guy. Hunter Hayes, I don't know. I feel like Hunter Hayes and Tyler Vanderwald they never looked to me to be that different on the field. I always felt like they were both kind of at, almost at the same skill level. Um, maybe Vanderwall might be able to like pass the ball farther, have like a slicker spin on that ball. But I feel like Hunter Hayes and Tyler Vanderwall, the difference in between their play is not all that large. And I feel like that's kind of been showing up these past couple games. Because it seems like there's been a common theme with ISU football for these first three weeks. Against UNLV, kept it close early in the first quarter. It was 10-7. to We had that long touchdown pass by Vanderwall. Ended up getting blown out. Against San Diego State, we actually scored on the second play from scrimmage to go up 7-0. Kept the first quarter close. Ended up getting blown out. And against Central Arkansas, we go up 3-0, to zero, take that lead into the second quarter, we throw that pick six in the red zone, and it ends up being a blowout. So I, f- I feel like we definitely start out stronger than we finish, and we don't even start out all that strong. But Hunter Hayes, I think, is a good quarterback, but I think he could be a great quarterback him and Tyler Vanderwall, I feel like, suffer from a little bit of inconsistency, and I know we talked about that before. Well, I mean, it's Hunter Hayes is still a young quarterback, uh, a lot of potential, obviously. The coaching staff has said it. Uh, we've said it before. You're going to have growing pains. There's going to be moments where um, you just don't look the part, and um, and it's not his fault. Um, as much as it is the fault of you know youthfulness and experience, which is bound to happen, um, and 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 again, like I said earlier, um, there's going to be some bad moments. There's going to be times where you look at it and you say that's that's not really what you want or expect out of your starting quarterback. Um, but I mean, he, we didn't even know he was going to be our starting quarterback three weeks ago when T Dubs was announced as the starter and so now we're on the Hunter Hayes train and the train is gonna get a little rocky sometimes yeah I mean I definitely don't feel bad about having Hunter Hayes or Tyler Vanderwall as our quarterbacks but uh, I feel I feel like they're both capable I feel like they're both talented I just would like to see the consistency improve and maybe Charlie Ragle can bring that with his coaching so again just Hopeful optimism. However, there is one player I would like to talk about today, and that would be cornerback number one, Josh Alford. In that game, we were down 28-3 to at one point. Of course, that is matches the iconic Super Bowl score from a few years back, uh, not to... 
not to dwell on that. However, we were down 28 to 3 at one point. Uh, we scored a touchdown to make it 28 to 9. We don't, I believe we tried for two, but we didn't get it. So the, the score is 28 to 9 at that point. It's pretty late into the third quarter. At that point, a lot of players have, a lot of fans, that is, have left the stadium. Uh, there's about nine minutes, I think it was, in the fourth quarter left when Central Arkansas's running back broke off for a long run play. Uh, just a quick handoff, trying to burn clock, but the play just breaks off for like 75 yards. Uh, and he's going to score. It's over at that point. It's just him going to the end zone. There's no one around him, really. All Everyone, everyone in a black jersey for ISU is at least five yards behind him and not gaining, except for a young man by the name of Josh Alford, wearing number one for the Idaho State Bengals. He's coming around from the opposite side of the field. He's playing corner on the other side of the field, but he books it all the way down the field to stop the running back and tackle him at the two-yard line and keep Central Arkansas from scoring a touchdown. Uh, Idaho State would go on to hold them to a field goal on that drive and would get the ball back and score again to make it the final score of 31-16. Looked a lot better than 28-3. Um, but just the the tenacity, the guts, the, the heart of Josh Halford to just get after it like that and, and not just allow them to score when you're already getting blown out in the fourth quarter to so not just give up. Shades of Don Beebe, shades of DK Metcalf, shades of Ben Watson. But a rundown like that, you always love to see that because that means that that young man right there did not give up. He doesn't. He he still wanted to win, and he still thought that they had a shot and said, you know what, we're down 28-9, to nine. we're down 28-3, to 28-9. But you know what? Maybe I can make this tackle, and maybe we can get this ball back. Maybe we can score, and maybe he doesn't have to go down like this. So just hats off to Josh Alford. I know the Jungle Twitter account tweeted that clip out, and that was really the only coverage of it I saw other than the initial broadcast. Uh, it got it kind of did the rounds a bit on Bengal Twitter, which is not necessarily the most populated Twitter space in the world. But it did the rounds on Bengal Twitter. Uh, a lot of likes and retweets and comments. Everyone kind of paying their dues to Josh Alford. And what a honestly, what a play. That was that was just impressive. Um, that was good to see, not only because obviously we have a fast corner in John, Josh Alford for that rundown, uh, but also because that means that whatever Charlie Ragel's doing to coach these guys up, they're not quitting. Uh, they're definitely not giving up. So, and that's something that I like. I like to see, especially as we talked about last year for ISU. I don't think you would have seen a player just book it down the field there to stop a tackle. Nothing against Rob Finnessy as a as a coach or a guy, but I don't feel like we had that same sort of bite or spark as a team. So to see that heart and that drive by a player to stop that play when it's basically game over at that point anyway, garbage time. That is that's impressive, and I like to see that. He fast. He fast. He speedy. He kind of quick though. He's a he's a little fast though. He kind of be going down the field. But that takes us, of course, to this Saturday's game against the University of Northern Colorado, who was picked la- Who was picked to finish in the Big Sky Conference as last place, uh, right alongside. Another team known as Idaho State University. Um, This is their homecoming game uh, this Saturday at 1 p.m. in Greeley uh, against Idaho State. And uh, University of Northern Colorado, the Bears, they're doing just a little bit better than us. They're 1-2. 
They lost to Houston Baptist to open the season. Not necessarily the, not what I would call a quality loss. Uh, they lost by 12, but to lose to Houston Baptist, you got a smirk on your face. What's going on? Really? Dude, I didn't even think that was funny. I just tweeted it out because I knew it would get clicks. It's hilarious. What are you talking about? Everyone else was doing it. Yeah, because it's funny. Sure. It's fun. Anyway, they, they had that loss to Houston Baptist, and then they had their money game, of course, against Wyoming which in Laramie, which they lost 33-10, to a respectable score going up against an FBS opponent. Uh, of course, they're not too far away from each other, uh, Northern Colorado and Laramie, Greeley from the, to Wyoming. And then they played Lamar University and got their first win of the season, 21-14. Uh, they had just previously lost to Lamar, I believe, last year. And so it was a good good win for them. Not not necessarily the most impressive win, uh, considering Lamar's football program currently since winless. Uh, but obviously they have one more win than we do. So I think it'll—I'm— Excited about the start of Big Sky Conference play for Idaho State, just because these past three weeks we've had to see them get put through the wood chipper. What do you think? What do you got here? Do you think uh, UNC? Do you think Dylan and Ed McCaffrey are cooking up something for the Bengals? I'm prognosticating. He's prognosticating. Big dubs for Idaho State. You, on Saturday. Okay, so you say that. What? What's up? I think it's. Obviously, these two teams are pretty evenly matched. I don't mean that as an insult. I think that's just sort of the state of things. Uh, so you have Idaho State, who doesn't have any wins yet, 0-3, and you have Northern Colorado, who's 1-3. and And this game is not necessarily predicted to be a barn burner. Uh, I think it's going to be probably close no matter what, as much as I would like to see Idaho State beat anybody by a large number of points. I feel like this is going to be a, a fairly close game. I think it would be interesting to see how Dylan McCaffrey is done, um, but it looks like, I don't know if they've announced a starter for this game. It looks like it's going to be Jacob Sermon, um, and he's had... So far, given the schedule, he's had a respectable stat line. Looks like he's thrown for three touchdowns, two interceptions over the course of the season, and around 600 yards. This team has definitely been more of a passing team, uh, just looking solely off their statistics. So I will, I do think it'll be interesting because, like we said, this is a pretty evenly matched game against these two schools. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Idaho State's able to stop the passing attack for UNC. Uh, likewise, I would like to see the Bengals start to be a little more aggressive on offense. I feel like a lot of what we've been seeing from the playbook so far has been a lot of short passes over the middle and a lot of run run plays. But if you, like the the most impressive scores we've had all year has been that long touchdown pass by Van, Tyler Vanderwall, the breakaway touchdown run um, against San Diego State. I, I feel like, and I know we have our backup Hunter Hayes in, so we might be a little more conservative, but I'd like to see us open the playbook just a little bit, start throwing it beyond the sticks, throwing it more horizontally instead of laterally. Um, or I would vertically like see, instead of throw it, throw it far down the field. I would like to see Hunter Hayes get under center, take some snaps. I want to see a fullback get in the game. I want to see him take out somebody. 
I don't want to see him hand the ball off. I do that like 20 times a game, and then maybe a couple times when a little play action, he'll go right down the field. Uh, big game. That's what I like. I like watching. I like watching teams that know how to run the ball and know how to run the ball well, and that's not something Idaho State has ever done. That might be what you like to see, but I don't think that's the style of offense we're going to see anytime soon. I understand that, but I can dream. You can dream. So if I had to kind of predict a, a score from this game, I'd say 21-17 Bengals. I'm obviously going to pick the Bengals to win. I don't know if that's actually going to hold up, but I'm going to pick them to win. 21-17. Gage? Uh, 35-26. Oh, a bit, more, a bit more offense for the Bengals, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, looking around the state, Idaho got their first win of the season. The Vandals did against Drake up in the Kibbe Dome in Moscow last weekend. 42-14, so a decent score. An impressive uh, quality win over Drake. Uh, That was after two competitive games against FBS opponents in Washington State and Indiana. I think it'll be interesting to see how Idaho does with Jason Eck as their new head coach. His name is Eck. His name is Eck. Um, so there's that. Um, uh, I'm McLean. That's Gage. This has been Jungle Land. If there's anything you'd like to to, to sign off with. Growl, bangles, growl. Fight, bangles, fight. Gnash your teeth and bear your claws and fight with all your might. March onto the field. They will surely yield. That's not the lyrics. How is that not the lyrics? What kind of what kind of secondhand lyrics on demand.com side are you pulling up? What are you talking about? That's those not are the lyrics. Those are not the lyrics. What March the lyrics? onto the field, they will surely yield. How is that not how are they? I not state fight song. That's not it, dude. I don't know what you got there. That's some bootleg. I thought I always thought it was bury <laughs> your teeth uh bury your teeth in natural claws and fight. Here's the, here's the actual side. Mind. Yeah. It's it's uh Roar, Bengals, roar. You decide our fate. Bring the victory home to us, you Bengals of Idaho. All right. Take it from the No, no, no. You ruined it. You ruined it. Bengals, growl. You ruined it. Anyway, uh, this has been... Bengals, growl. Jungle Land. Fight. I'm McLean Westbrook. The King's butt is coming back. Bury your teeth and gnash your claws and fight with all your might.